So thank you everybody for joining us. And uh, tonight it's my pleasure, it's my honor to have uh, uh, Ricky minister to us. Uh, so I, I met Ricky several years ago and uh, we've been in touch uh, uh, every single week. I think, uh, you know, we've been chatting sometimes <laughs> multiple times uh, uh, a week, every week. And um, uh, I believe God has laid uh, uh, a, a divine connection between uh, Ricky and myself uh, that has grown over the last uh, few years. And I believe it's because of what God has put in our hearts uh, for him and for the kingdom. So uh, without taking too much time, Ricky, I just want to welcome you. So appreciate you for taking the time to say yes, you minister to us uh, tonight. So please go ahead, bro, and uh, unmute yourself and uh, share what God has laid on your heart. Uh, thank you so much, Carl, for having me this evening. Just give me a thumbs up if the volume is coming through fine. Yeah, it's coming fine. I had Ricky. some problems. Fantastic. Good evening, everybody. It's an absolute pleasure to be in God's presence. Uh, I'm always happy to to, to minister when Carl, uh, you know, gives me the opportunity because, like he just said, I do believe that God is taking us into higher things, into greater things, and He's preparing the body of Christ just for a an awesome manifestation of his glory and his presence. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. And I believe this evening that we have been called to higher things. Uh, you know, when the psalmist wrote in Psalms 24, verses 7, that you are gates and doors. And then Jesus tells us in John chapter 10, verses 9, I am the door. What a comparison uh, Jesus gives us, or what a relational comparison, if I may put it that way, where he basically confirms that he is one with us as being gates and doors. And, you know, he says anyone that enters will be saved as far as his door is concerned. So the question that we need to ask ourselves is, what is the door that we are opening to the rest of the world? And, you know, when, when Carl said there's going to be great manifestations of glory, I'm reminded of Paul. There's so much that happened in Paul's life where at some points in the word, he'll say things like, you know, I'm not sure if I should stay or I should go. Uh, it's better for me to to maybe just go, you know, because then I'll be in the presence of the Lord. But if I stay, at least I'll be of benefit uh, to you. And, um, you know, there's so much of uh, revelation that God had given to Paul, which I don't believe has been uh, relayed to the world uh, at a level that it should be received. And I believe to these meetings, uh, the scriptures are going to unfold and it's going to be a blessing to each and every one of us. So I'm excited this evening just to be with you and to, to bless uh, you. And I believe that, uh, you know, whenever I share, I've always said, uh, I'm just sharing a little bit about what God has spoken to me about, and you just looking in this evening. And I just want to talk tonight about maturing into the fullness, maturing into the fullness. Now, I've been thinking about a few things this week uh, regarding the fullness of God and the hunger that, you know, I have for the things of God. And I'm sure that you have. And I've come to the conclusion that maturing into the fullness with God is a deliberate and intentional decision into maturity. Now, the maturity of the sons of God, we've been speaking about the manifestation of the sons of God. I believe the maturity of the sons of God is the desire of Father. It's very big on the heart of God. <clears throat> and when we look at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 to 14, Many, uh, many have agreed that Paul wrote Hebrews, and it says this, it says in verse 11, we have much to say about this. This is talking about the preceding text, which speaks about Jesus's priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. It says we have much to say about this, 
but it is hard to explain it to you because you are slow at learning. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, and you, but it seems like you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God, God's word all over again. It seems like you need milk and not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And then it goes into Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 3. And it says, therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. Now, a lot of ministers will hear this message tonight will call me a heretic because of the things that they preach. But this is Paul saying, let us leave the elementary things about Christ and go into maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of the faith in God, or even in the instructions of baptisms, the layings of hands, the resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, and God permitting, we're going to do this. But he's saying, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go into maturity. And I believe at this time, uh, family of God, the Father is saying to you and I, it's time to grow up. It is time for us to grow up. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything. And sadly, many have remained as infants. Um, it's, it's sad to say, even today, if you look at uh, the way the family dynamics in certain homes are. We find 45-year-olds who refuse to get married still living with their parents. And I have a problem with that, in that you have to come to a time in your life when not only do you physically grow into, into, the, into more responsibility, but how about the aspect of growing in terms of the things of God? And this scripture, John, uh, when you look at Third John uh, chapter 2, uh, I found that this was very uh, much quoted in the past on the basis of financial prosperity, where people used to validate the scripture in that respect, saying, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. We used to encourage people into believing that there is prosperity of the material as your soul prospers. But this Scripture is also making a reference to the maturity of your soul. As the maturing of your soul continues, so you, you should prosper in everything, including the things of God, apart from your health and, and also your health. And this is just it. How many of us have had a deliberate or made a deliberate attempt to mature in the things of God? See, a lot of the time our maturity reflects on the conditioning of our years. And uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 30, 15, 33 said this, do not be misled, bad company corrupts good character. Now, is it possible that the reason we are where we are is because of the influence that we've had over our lives all these years and having a part-time relationship with the Lord? And when I say relationship, it's not even a relationship, it's just an association where we come in and, you know, uh, it, it's good to know that we don't serve a religious God. We serve a God that is father first, and he's also a king. And the problem is that we've been led to believe that this God is a religious God who wants us to be at a certain place at a certain time. And we've used that certain place and certain time as a fix 
to try and help us for the rest of the week. And guess what? We just go back to our old ways, join the same people, get influenced in the same way, and we never ever grow in terms of our, our spiritual life and leave alone that. Also, our, our manifestation as sons of God upon the earth, that part of our life doesn't come into fruition. Now, I was having a, a casual discussion this week with my wife, and we were talking on the aspect of obedience uh, versus relationship. Uh, and, you know, we were sort of like speaking on, on, on the aspect of saying, listen, what brings you into maturity? Is it obedience or is it relationship? And, you know, my concern is this. A lot of the times we've been taught at church, you've got to be obedient. You've got to be obedient to the things of God. You've got to be obedient to this and you've got to be obedient to that or else things will not go right in your life. Many of you have come across uh, situations like that. And you know what it's done to us? It has subconsciously put a barrier in our minds to believe that. And then we, we, we take that to a level where that actually becomes a reminder every single time we're in a situation and we never go further than that. And um, I want us to just explore that this evening, because when I look at obedience, obedience is, is basically the following of laws and rules, whereas relationship is based on love. So if we look at obedience, uh, obedience says you have to do it. There's a price to be paid if you transgress this thing. And obedience is a one-sided thing where somebody is standing with a, clip, a clipboard observing you, ensuring that the obedience aspect comes through. But a relationship is based on love, where you say, I don't have to do it. I want to do it. You don't have to say, listen, there's a price to pay if it's transgressed. Let's talk about it. Let's find common ground. Remember the scripture which says, come, let us reason together. And it's not one-sided. It's by mutual agreement. And I'm convinced that Father wants us to have first a relationship with him. Because you see, a relationship uh, with somebody delivers obedience automatically. Uh, and, and you don't look at it as obedience. You, you look at it as, as something that, that is just something of a follow-through because you are happy to be in that relationship. And you know, there is no law in relationship. And you'll find that obedience is a result, not a demand. It's a result of a relationship. We start to walk in obedience as a result of the love of the relationship. And obedience starts to come naturally because we want to do better for the other person in that relationship. We are relational beings. I remember when I was courting my wife, you know, uh, I used to often be uh, told by my mom, uh, you're a guy, I don't understand you because on a rainy day when you are dog tired and you are sick and supposed to be in bed, you're still running off to meet her to go with her and ensure that she gets safely to walk and come back. And you'll also leave your sick bed to go and fetch her. And she used to laugh at me and say to me, hey, but you know what? I don't understand you. But you know what? That is relationship. I'm not obligated to do it. I'm doing it because I love her. And this is the way God is with you and I as well. He's saying to you and I, 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 I understand the aspect of relationship. I don't want you to do anything that doesn't come, you know, spontaneously. I don't want you to do anything that does not come out of the depths of your heart. And this is Father this evening. You see, the law is always an imposition. And I've asked the question many times. Uh, we all drive cars and we ride motorcycles and so forth. 
And there's rules of the road which say, this is the speed limit on a certain road. And I asked the question this week to somebody and I said, listen, in our country, we run with kilometers. Maybe in your country, it's miles. And I said, if the speed limit is 100 kilometers and you've exceeded the speed limit to 120, you've broken the law. But if the law person is not there to impose the law, do you go and tell that person that you've broken the law? <laughs> I don't think any of us go and tell that person. And many of us are gu guilty of speeding. I've just got a ticket about a month ago uh, for being 10 kilometers over the speed limit, according to the guy who gave the ticket. But you see, law is an imposition. And if, and if the truth be told, most laws are generally imposed by the lawmakers for their benefit. But relationship is voluntary. You see, the reason why rebellion and disobedience to law exists is because there is no relationship. We find that in politics, you know, you, you'll find that you may, be, uh, you may be relating to the opposition party whilst someone else might be relating to the party that's in control. And you'll find that your reasons for wanting a certain party to be in power is because they tend to have the values that you respect. In most cases, you've come into relationship with them. But the Bible says in Amos chapter 3, verses 3, can two walk together unless they are agreeing? Now, I'm speaking about growing into maturity with Father, right? So we, And we're speaking on the aspect of relationship. You see, relationship with Father brings you into his image and his likeness. Remember Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, where God says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And of course, you know, let them have dominion. We love that. We love the dominion. We love the uh, subduing. But I wonder if we haven't taken time to really understand the heart of God and his nature. And, you know, when you look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it says the fruit of the Spirit, and the Spirit comes from God, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Is that what we are exuding in our life or manifesting in our life to people out there? Remember, where there is a law, there is always a price to pay. But if you look at these aspects of the nature of God, if you look at these aspects of what God, what is God's base basis right inside him? What is his core? It's based on love. It's based on joy. It's based on peace, long suffering, which is patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, where we just close our mouths at the right time to save ourselves a lot of problems. And you know, God is saying, I want my people to understand my nature. I want my people to come into relationship with me. And I, and I love that about God because God is seeking relationship. He's seeking relationship with you. And, and the thing is this, the, the closer you get to him in terms of relationship, the more he is going to reveal himself to you. You'll find that in any aspect of your life, uh, be it in the courtship of your wife, be it in a friendship with somebody that you've engaged a friendship with, you'll find the more you spend time and develop that relationship with the person, the more that person tends to give to you. And I want to say today, growing up into maturity comes from a desire to pursue a relationship with Daddy God. You see, once we're pursuing a relationship with Daddy, once it's initiated, there will be a constant desire to walk with him. 
And you'll also want to know what is on his heart. You see, people who pursue the Father are never selfish. I've never met anyone that is having a, a, a real walk with God that is selfish, that wants to just keep things for themselves. But religion is selfish. You know, sadly, many churches today have become a family affair. You'll find that, uh, and, and I saw this uh, recently on a post, I'm quoting just something that someone else posted. And um, it's sad because he's a broken man, but there's a lot of truth in what he says. He says, you know, a pastor pastors a church, and then when he's ready to retire, a year before that, he cleans up his son who's a drug addict, sends him to Bible school, gets him a degree, and you find that he pastors the church. <laughs> now, you know, whenever I looked at those situations, and I'm not judging, I've seen some amazing, amazing sons uh, being uh, uh, ordained into ministry by their biological uh, fathers. I I've got nothing against that. I believe there's wonderful, wonderful men of God all over the world that God has graced for them. But, you know, the problem is there's a lot said about sonship. But when the time comes, it is very difficult for people who are not biological to certain people for them to hand the baton. You've seen it. You may be hurt at this time in your life where you were pursuing ministry. You may have been at a place thinking, you know what? My gifting would have been seen. I, I would have been, you know, somewhere in, in, in terms of what God wanted me to do. I want to encourage you right now. Even though the baton may not have been handed to you by a specific person that you may have thought would hand the baton to you, I want you to know that Father has a bigger plan for your life. I've seen it in my own life. You know, um, a personal testimony. I've always known there was ministry inside me, but I always said to the Lord, what do you want me to tell your people? And, you know, when I started to engage a relationship with people like Carl uh, and even uh, people like Jeff, and Anna and, and Tabitha and even Madeleine that's on this call and other men of God that are around me here in my area and, and see the Father's heart in these people for the manifestation of the glory of God upon the earth, I realize that I, I've become more hungry for that. And the Bible says in Psalm 34, verses 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's amazing that it says taste and see. It, it, it's, it's, it's actually giving you uh, a picture of something that you can actually eat, that you can taste, that you can feel, uh, you know, the warmth, the, the taste, the, the joy of this thing. And it says, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And I want to encourage you out there today. The reason you are where you are is because God is wanting to take you into maturity. There's nothing wrong with you. I've often found in my life, I just needed a revelation of Father more in my life for direction. Because sometimes the direction we want to take and, and we find that the, the models that have been displayed to us is not the models that God wants us to model after. You and I, uh, it says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't worry, you're not ugly. <laughs> when he says fearfully and wonderfully made, you're not ugly. You are so amazingly made. You are carrying gifting. You are carrying uh, stuff inside you. Remember, you gates and doors. When you start to open up what's inside you, the capacity that will flow will blow your mind. It's going to bring a word of healing to somebody that needs that. 
And, you know, I'm desiring God to, to get me more and more into his spirit. I want to know the spirit of the Lord. It talks about the seven spirits of God in the book of Isaiah. And it says the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom. Imagine you can, you can engage the spirit of wisdom to God's spirit. You can engage the spirit of counsel and might and understanding and knowledge and understanding the reverence of God to a point where he starts to manifest his glory over you. And I want to encourage you to taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, I remember when my kids were growing up, we used to often play this game where you chase after your children. And God is saying, draw near to me. He says, James chapter 4, verses 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It's like playing tag. All of you that have kids have played tag at some time where you run after your child. They little. My son is 27 years old now, so I can't catch him, grab him, and throw him in the air. But when he was two years old and three years old, and they were just learning to walk, you'll run after them and you'll grab them. And you know what happens after you've caught them and you've left them down? They start to chase after you. And once you've caught him, when you are pursuing him for the bigger things of God, he turns around and catches you. Look at this image some years ago when I was um, listening to a, a song called Mercy Found Me. And this impacted my life a great deal because the very person that was holding the hammer, crucifying the Lord, was me. And he says, My chastisement of my peace was upon him. And what he does instead is he comes and he just grabs me from, you know, when I'm running and he just says, Stop running. Stop running. And he catches me. And the reason, the reason this picture had so much of impact in my life was when you come to a place where you can't run anymore, when you've just lost the energy for everything, Father is saying, I've got so much of capacity still inside you for things that you don't know about. So this evening, I don't know where this message finds you, but I want to say to you right now that God is looking to engage you at a level like you've never known before. And he's not going to do it in a crowd. He's not going to do it in front of people that are sitting next to you, walking next to you and so on. He's going to do it to you. Now he's going to engage you at a place where it's just you and him. So I want to encourage you to create a quiet space with the Lord. You know, um, I'm sitting in my office here at home and my pastor ministered on Sunday when he came home. We have a home fellowship on Sundays where just a few of us get together and just let go and let God, we just share, we minister in music and so forth. And, and he came to me and he says, you know, I've been inside Ricky's secret place. And I'll tell you something, this place, the secret place that I'm enjoying, and I share it with Carl all the time. And this is why uh, Carl and I are just so close because we only talk Jesus. <laughs> we only talk daddy. We only talk about the goodness of God, his manifestations, his glory. And I'll tell you what, there are times he'll be talking to me, my hair will be on end. And, and it's because we are so in tune with that frequency of father and his angelic hosts and the crowd, cloud of witnesses that are engaging us at this time. And I want to encourage you tonight that he's turning around and he's catching you and saying to you, I know what it is you need. I know the desires of your heart. And I'm going to come through for you. So I'm believing God for you tonight. So can we just pray at this time? Let's just bow for prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy, for your grace and your glory. Lord, you've instilled this word in my heart. It hasn't been a long word, but I know you want to speak this word to your children, to go into their spirits. 
And I believe, oh God, that this word will go, Father. There will be a manifestation of glory all over the earth because the word, the word of God says that the knowledge of the Lord and his glory will be filled all over the earth like the waters cover the sea. And we declare it today that this word will go and accomplish what you intended it to do. Thank you, Lord, for this ministry. Thank you for calling to Peter, Father, and the rest of our, our loving and, and faithful family that's on this call, oh God. We bless them today in the name of our King Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Carl. Bless you. Thank you, Ricky, for that uh, amazing word. Thank you for, for taking the time to share that word with us. And uh, uh, it's wonderful how God is actually doing things. And, uh, you know, you cannot, uh, you cannot run away from his love. You cannot run away from his presence. And, uh, and that last picture that you, you, you put up and you shared, uh, I was just discussing this with, uh, with Tabitha a few, uh, maybe two days ago or something. And, uh, you know, that's uh, people, pe it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a truth. I'm not going to preach on it, <laughs> maybe in another time. But I want you to just get that image once again inside of you. The hammer in your hands. You know, it's right there. So just understand that relationship that Ricky spoke about uh, that you have with the Father. So if you missed, if you're on Facebook or Zoom or you came in late and you missed a portion of the or, or, of the word or something, go back to the Facebook, go back to my wall. I'm, I'm decided to put it on my wall, my, my, my profile, and on Manifesting Christ. Uh, we are also uh, putting it up on um, uh, podcasts. It's, it's available on Spotify. It's available on uh, uh, anchor.fm. Uh, so we're going to share the link uh, on, 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 on the group that we have. Uh, as well as uh, individually to those who want it. So you can just download it, put it onto your phone. When you're driving, just listen to it again because I believe God wants us to understand this, you know, just so that you can enjoy that sweet presence of the Father. So thank you for joining us on Facebook. Uh, we appreciate you for taking the time to be here. We pray that God will bless you, that you'd have a wonderful Saturday, a wonderful Sunday, a wonderful week ahead, that uh, the grace and the mercy of God will be upon you, that you'll be blessed in all that you do. So thank you for joining us on Facebook. We are going to go offline. We will be back again on Wednesday, 7.30 p.m., uh, where Jeff and Anna will be sh ministering and sharing uh, from their uh, call uh, all the way from Dubai. So be sure to connect with us uh, and uh, be awesomely blessed. So thank you for joining us on Facebook and uh, bless you all. Thank you, everybody, for, for taking the, the time to be here. And... Um, uh, when when Ricky was sharing this uh, word, I believe I believe a lot of uh, people are going to experience this uh, an upgrade. I, I feel in my spirit there's an upgrade uh, in your relationship with the Father. Is an upgrade in your relationship with the Father. Uh, I, I I don't care what I mean. It doesn't matter what what level of relationship you are in. Uh, I was just listening to something this uh, today while I was driving. There is no uh, hierarchy in a relationship with the Father. You know, it says that we may all be one. So just enjoy it. If somebody knows something and you don't know something, it's just a matter of time before that, uh, you know, the, the, that revelation drops into your spirit and, uh, you know, you understand the greatness of God. So I believe there is an upgrade uh, coming into your spirit, into your relationship uh, with the Lord. So, But before we go further... Uh, 
just wanted to continue to pray for, for Roger, that's uh, Ricky's brother. Uh, we're going to pray for him right now. Uh, Roger is still in hospital and uh, with COVID. And I think uh, he, uh, doctors said that uh, uh, he's coming in for pneumonia. But we declare the word of the Lord, the light life of Jesus Christ, to go into Roger right now. Father, we declare the yes, word Lord. of healing to manifest yes. in Roger's body, in his lungs, in the name of Jesus. We send that word, Lord. We send the frequency of light. We send the frequency of, of our voices, the sound of our voices into the atmosphere, yes, right into Roger's body in Jesus' name. Yes, the, when the tests come back, Lord, yes, come back. He's going to, the tests are going to say he's clear Amen. because he's breathing in the breath of life, the Ruah breath of God, and breathing out the breath of God as he breathes in Yahweh, as he breathes out Yahweh, as he breathes in I am, and he breathes out I am, the healing power of Jesus Christ is flowing upon him we are also going to pray for two other people we're going to pray for Ria Ria is seven years old uh, went back to school uh, this is from uh, uh, Tina and Titus Ria is seven years old she went back to school uh, last week and this week she is sick and tested positive uh, for COVID so uh, we're going to pray for Ria we're going to pray the hand of God to be upon Ria in Jesus yes, name Father, we you. command clear uh, in uh, lungs clear body in Jesus name no more disease we command life to manifest upon Rhea in the name of Jesus we declare Lord God as she's seven years old the number of perfection we declare perfection over her body we declare this virus shall not harm her in the name of Jesus we speak perfection over Rhea in the name of the Lord Jesus because we declare life we declare yes, the virus would be gone from her body. She be tested uh, negative, no virus, yes, no infection, perfection upon her in Jesus' name. We're also going to pray for Clarissa. Uh, Clarissa is another friend of theirs. Uh, she is pregnant and uh, she uh, is, has been tested positive. We declare that this is the lie of the devil. We come, uh, we come against that lie of the devil of uh, COVID testing positive, you know. We command it to live yes. in Jesus' name. We command life to manifest yes. over her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We speak perfection upon Clarissa, upon a baby. We declare it shall not harm a baby in any way. It shall not harm Clarissa in any way. Clarissa, we speak life to you into the atmosphere as our words go out as frequencies into your body. We speak life over you. We declare you will see the, the negative test results come out and declare that you are perfectly well. We're also going to pray one more for Titus and Tina on Thursday and Friday. Uh, they are going for their citizenship test. And I believe uh, it's divinely appointed for God to take them there. Uh, uh, when they left, it was because God actually ordained it. They had no plan, like you've heard several times. They had no plan to go to the U.S. They were applying for Canada. Uh, you can go to Canada if you want to. It's just across the border. I mean, but uh, God had a plan uh, to take them to the U.S. And uh, we've seen God's hand upon their lives. And uh, we declare in Jesus' name that uh, the citizenship test will go well. Uh, they will get their citizenship in Jesus' name. There will be no issues whatsoever. They will be able to answer the test uh, perfectly. They will get a perfect score. We thank you because the plan of God is being fulfilled in their lives. And we thank you for your grace and your favor upon them. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anybody else has prayer requests, you're most welcome to pop it into the chat. Uh, we will be praying for you. But I want to just drop this uh, uh, over the next uh, 
a uh, couple of days as as you enjoy that presence of the Lord. Remember, guys, it's it's not it's not a f- it's not a prayer format. It's not the way you say the words to God. It's not the position that you take, whether you sit in your chair and relax or you lie down or you kneel down. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you know that God wants to speak to you. You know that God wants to deposit into you stuff that you have never uh, imagined before, new stuff, show you new things. I believe as we go through, we've been talking about gates and Ricky also spoke about a gate. So when you understand you go into a place and you have to go in through the gates and that gate, like Ricky said today, you know, look at the relationship. The father's not uh, worried about what color clothes you're wearing. Are you kneeling down? Are you, you know, praying with your hands like this or you're standing upside down? He doesn't care about it. All that he cares about is that you are ready to enjoy his presence. Because like I said, there's an upgrade uh, coming in your relationship. I believe God is, is, is doing that. And there's a lot more uh, happening. Uh, I believe God is opening up your spirits. Uh, we're, we're stepping into September. Uh, and as we step into September, we're stepping into the season, a uh, time of open season. You know, some people say, you know what? Seasons don't exist with, with God, brother. You know, God is beyond seasons. Just look at nature, my friend. <laughs> I mean, just look at nature. Uh, the, uh, seasons have not, it's not done away with seasons. So I believe uh, you can say, I don't want seasons. That's okay. I, I mean, no argument. I don't want to argue with anybody. But I believe that God is in, in the business of ushering us into good season after good season mm-hmm. after good season. There are good things that happen in summer that cannot happen in winter in terms of season. There are good things that happen in spring that cannot happen in autumn. There are good things that happen in autumn that can never happen in winter. So likewise, whatever season it is, God is doing something new. So just get ready for it as you're stepping into, uh, as we have stepped into September. Uh, I don't normally prophesy. The reason being is because I believe uh, uh, one of my desires is to assure you and to teach you that you can hear the voice of God. Uh, and, and Paul says, I, I, I wish that all of God's people were prophets, meaning like you prophesy and you prophesy into your own life, into the lives of other people, that you learn and understand that God wants to use you and speak to you. So I don't, I generally don't prophesy unless I feel it very strongly. And that's something like today. I feel it very strongly because I believe God is going to do some things. You're going to see, uh, if I could say uh, heaven's open, it doesn't mean that heaven is not open. You're going to see it. Because you suddenly became conscious of it. Mm. You're going to see it explode in, inside of you. You're going to see God uh, do things. You're going to see God speak things. Uh, you're going to see a lot of interaction if you are open. So if you open yourself, you know, uh, in, in the book of uh, Revelation, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He can knock on the door, but it's you who's got to take the handle and open the door. So when you open it up, you're going to hear God speak. And I want to challenge you guys. I want to challenge you as you go into uh, September, October, November, December, going to 2022, you should be going step by step into a place where you hear God speak, where you don't have to worry about, did somebody give me a prophecy? Did I receive an email for a prophecy? You can hear God speak to you. And I believe that God is going to do that. Uh, we're also going to pray for uh, Melissa's husband, Suresh. Uh, Suresh needs to go for a COVID test tomorrow. 
And uh, yes, Melissa, we believe together with you. Mm -hmm. I like what you said. Mm -hmm. I believe that we should get a negative test report. And yes, we agree. Mm -hmm. This is the prayer. We agree with you. Your declaration is the prayer. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. You know, it's not that we're going to pray, but you declaring it and we agreeing with it because that what you said just there is the prayer that goes up. This is the prophetic word that goes up. We declare together with you that he will have a negative test report. And, you know, whatever test came positive earlier, we declare together with you. We believe together with you that he will have a negative test report. We not just believe it. We declare it. We prophesy it. We declare it because God is going to do it. Amen. Amen. So I think I, I, I'm just about done with what I wanted to say. I, I better stop because I, otherwise I'm going to speak for speaking because i control the mic so <laughs> no. but <laughs> let me just uh, uh unmute uh oh you can unmute i didn't do didn't so yeah so if you've got something to say you want to say something jeff anna madeline anybody you're most welcome to unmute yourself and uh if you want to say th but thanks ricky for the word i forgot about that sorry bro <laughs> i've been chatting chattering <laughs> Thanks for the word, and uh, we're blessed, bro. So blessed. Thank you for, for sharing the word. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Ricky, for the word. We are so blessed. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Ricky, for the word. Thank you, Ricky. That was an awesome word. So blessed. God bless you. Thank you. Um, no, first of all, I love to everyone. <laughs> but thank you so much, Ricky. Um, that was awesome 